morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. Uh, we have with us uh, an, another special guest, a friend of Pastor Corey's. He's been with us, uh, actually, I believe, twice before. It's uh, Riley Ross. Riley is currently the strength and conditioning coach for Ohio State University's wrestling team. Uh, so for those of you who have watched uh, Coach Tom Ryan's videos, uh, Riley gets to, to work with uh, Tom Ryan on a, on a daily basis. Today, uh, we are going to go down a topic when, when Riley and I first started talking about this, um, it, it really got my mind going and got me thinking. Uh, so I hope that you guys get as much out of this video as I did out of my conversation with Riley before we even hit record. So uh, Riley, welcome back and thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Dave. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we, we had discussed this and, and just to give you credit where credit is due, um, you know, the pastor Craig, Cape Christian, Corey Demel is, is a really special man, a special friend of mine. And um, probably my first, uh, I would say real um, accountability partner, person who sharpened me. And so we've, we've continued to do that all the way since it's been, uh, it's been 20 years. And so it's, it's really special for me special for him, but we started asking this question. And I think it's a question that I want to ask you, Dave, um, which is when we look at the life of Jesus, somebody who works as a Christian man, we're supposed to model. If you're not a Christian, like it's, it's a focal point of the Christian faith and it's the central um, person to the faith, which is Jesus Christ. And so when we look at his life, one of the interesting questions that Corey and I started to talk about, and I've uh, delved even deeper into this in the last uh, number of months. And then I'm going to ask you, Dave, which is when Jesus came to walk on earth, what did God ask him to fulfill his potential or walk out his purpose? Jesus, did Jesus come to, to fulfill his potential or to, to walk out his purpose? So that is, and that's, uh, that's a big question uh, because, you know, as you and I talked about, you know, Jesus had unlimited potential. He, he was God in flesh. So he, he literally could do anything. And so that makes his potential limitless. Um, and in the end, you know, we're, we're told he's going to sit on, on his throne and, and, and rule over all creation. But, as far as his time on earth, it's this, this reality that his, his purpose for being here was almost the exact opposite of what his potential actually is. Um, so, I mean, the, the short answer to your question is he, he was here to live out his purpose, uh, mm -hmm. to be a, a living sacrifice for our sins. But even in that, he had to give up or at the very least surrender temporarily all of his potential. Mm -hmm. was, so it says, it says in the Bible, it says that Jesus was tempted just like all of us were. Can you, can you think of a time where, where this temptation that all of us men have to like I think we, we look all the time and, and probably one of the, the things that's on my heart most in working with the military is 
thinking about Veterans Day coming up, um, you know, tomorrow for us as we record this and thinking about somebody um, that's a great example of this uh, is a guy named Pat Tillman who had this incredible potential to play the game of football. And he gave it all up to go and serve after 9-11. And, um, you know, the word says that no greater love has a man than give up his life for his friends. But his, his potential was he could have been, you know, one of the, one of the greatest, you know, players in his position as a safety. But he, man, he chose to kind of lay that down for others. And even though Pat wasn't necessarily a Christian, there are obviously in the hearts of men, there's some eternal values of those things. So was Jesus tempted like that? And, and, and where did he, it, was there a point in which you feel like he made the choice, like, I'm going to choose purpose over potential? Well, um, you know, it, I think the, when you talk about uh, temptation, uh, you know, my mind goes to Jesus being in the wilderness before his ministry really begins on earth. And, you know, Satan brings him up, depending upon which gospel you're in, up to the, you know, the highest part of the temple or, uh, you know, on top of a mountain. Um, and, and before him is all the cities of the world and, and, and all of creation. And Satan gives him that opportunity to, to rule over it if he would just bow down. And I, I read something recently that actually talked about it. Like that was the shortcut. Uh, Satan was offering him what he was, what his purpose was from the beginning to, to rule over all of creation. Um, but without, you know, being humiliated, without being beaten, without being forsaken, without being crucified, without bearing the weight of all of our sin, you know, it was this Satan's giving us or giving him this opportunity to shortcut all of the, the painful side, all of, you know, his purpose to, to give him that, that direct route to what his potential theoretically was. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's really good. I, I, I hadn't thought about that as a shortcut. And I, I, I think, you know, we, we talked about there being a continuation of this talk because it's so much to unpack out of this, but I, I just want to ask the question to the viewers and I, I'm going to pause for a good 10 seconds to let you uh, let it just marinate in your hearts and in your head. But are, right now, as you sit on November 10th or whenever this is released, but for us, November 10th, 2020, are you working harder to fulfill your potential or walk out your purpose? Which is more important to you, your potential or your purpose? At the end of the day, which one would you question more of is to have people say, man, he had so much potential, but yet his purpose was this. For me, as I've sat and I thought about this and I've really focused on it it's it's very much in contrast to even what my job is and what my job has been and what my career has been about for the last 20 years um and probably longer than that just in my own life which is to part of my job responsibilities and duties are to maximize the genetic potential now 
<clears throat> to explain this to you, potential is simply just what we what we incarnately uh, have within us and our faculties. Um, now, you you we've seen these incredible feats of things where people's potentials were exceeded just by the circumstances they are in. So, the first thing I want to I want to just point out is that when we discuss potential, it's extremely ambiguous. It's, it's hard to define, it's hard to quantify, but we also see examples of it all the time. Um, and, we, and we value it so much in this culture, especially as a man, is, you know, like a great question and, and probably one of the big ones I hear is, well, what's, what's this guy's earning potential? You know, like, that's, that's a big one, right? Like, what's your earning potential of this job? Where can you go? And so we, we seek after potential all the time. It's one of the things when I talk to recruits and, and as when I talk to coaching staffs about what's their potential, it's a, it's a very nasty word. It's extremely two-sided, which is usually when you say the word potential, it has this element of, of disappointment and, and falling short. Uh, and a lot of times, I think even as Jesus died and was crucified, I wonder how many people even said, man, Jesus had so much potential to save us from, you know, us being, you know, oppressed in Rome. He was supposed to overthrow the Roman government. I wonder how many people were disappointed in his potential, disappointed in, in what they thought he came and, and should do for them and do for others. And so when you examine this thought process, potential is just a very, uh, long and wide road to run down it's it's extremely challenging to try to define and the hardest part about it is is i think as we really try to get to it it's it's really self-referential it's your it's you have an obligation to fulfill your potential like that's you know parents as we see our kids dads as we see our kids we we want them to to fulfill their potential and if they don't man we're really disappointed in them they have an obligation they have a gift. They should, it's been God given to them. Like you should do that. It's also, as you get into that, if you have a gift, there's achievements behind it. There's road marks. That if you're, if you have a kid who's really smart and really gifted in a certain area, I mean, we value prodigies. We value these people who have this crazy potential. Um, but the hard part is it has this really ambiguous end. Like, when have you reached your potential? When have you actually fulfilled those things that you're supposed to? And so that's, potential is this in, incredible gift that God's given us, that he gave his son Jesus, even when he came here. But it also is, is I feel like, a very dead-end road. And so we talk about purpose. There's, you know, Rick Warren, uh, who I had the privilege of, of serving under when I was in Southern California, um, and the purpose-driven life, which was such a big thing. But I think what it did is it showed the, the, the dead end to potential and the, the purpose-driven thought process to what we should have as Christians. And the first thing, typically, when you talk about purpose is there's an altruistic feel to it, I, I think. Um, it, it's just not just about you. It's very, like, um, it's very mission-oriented. Like, it you know, it's, you have a goal and there's, there are achievements in the process, but 
I think there's a, a little different spin on the way it's walked and fleshed out. There's, I think there's, there's um, the other, I think facet to when you live a life of purpose is there's understanding that it's a process that it's not like, I mean, if you have a gift, it should just, it's there. Like, and, and you can just start to apply it right away versus when you have a purpose, there's this failure aspect. There's this, you know, growth mindset that, that I think takes place because a lot of it is not necessarily God given. It's also purpose focused. And then if it's your purpose, I think there is a, there should be an authentic end to it versus a very ambiguous end to it. Having some authenticity to it, being able to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is the reason that I'm here. And so when we look at Jesus's life, Jesus came to take away the sin of the world. That was, he, he wanted to give the power back to, to us as believers, just like God gave dominion over Adam. He said that you, you, have, you have dominion over everything that your eyes can see and your hands can touch. That is, that is what you have. And, and obviously when Jesus came back, that's, you know, Dave, you alluded to it. That's what Satan tempted him of is saying, hey, do you want rule and dominion over this again? And Jesus had the chance to say, yeah, like, I don't want to go through this. Let me just let me just make everything better by getting here. But what he knew is that it would still come to the same thing, which is people are sinful and fallen, and we needed a savior to do that for us. And if we lay down our lives, we find it in this process. But if if we if we don't lay down our life and, and we hold it and embrace it as our potential and our God-given right to, to operate in these gifts. Um, what ends up happening, as you know, is we come to this very uh, ambiguous thing at the end of our days, which is we don't know who we are and we don't know what we're here to do outside of doing this. And I think we see this best in a passage in Ecclesiastes. And it speaks about Solomon in Ecclesiastes 2. It speaks about Solomon building these things for himself. Now, his purpose that you and I discussed, Dave, is his purpose was he was supposed to build the temple because we look at him in contrast to his dad. His dad wanted to build the temple for a place to God to dwell. And God said, no, that's for your son. You have too much blood on your hands. And, and that is not what you're here to do. David had a heart to build something for others. Solomon had this, he's probably the person that if we look at another example and model of the Bible, He's probably the man that had the utmost potential that probably lived out his potential. He's the richest man. They said there's no wealth that was greater than him before him or after him. And he asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom unlike any other man. So he had this potential and it says he explored every bit of it. But you read through Ecclesiastes, which in part is depressing. He talks about how much in vain all of this was, how much it was purposeless, and it was vanity. Uh, it was just for himself. And you hear him, especially in, in Ecclesiastes 2, talk about, I built these things for myself. I sought these things for myself. I did these things for myself to explore just the boundaries of, of, of this world. And he came to the conclusion that, man, there was no end. There was no purpose. There was no real destination for them. And 
I think that's the challenge for us as men to try to navigate on a daily basis. And Dave, it's just the leading question that I think is going to facilitate the potential for some real big growth in us. And hopefully the potential of growth leads to a purpose of, 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 of growth. Well, I, I gotta tell you this, one of the things that really struck me that you're saying through all of this is, you know, the, the path of potential being so wide and it's, it's ending or the culmination of it is it's very, you know, it, you can't define it specifically. It's, it's hard to, you know, put a pin on a map somewhere and say, oh, this is where my potential ends. Whereas purpose and calling, um, it is a much more narrow um, path and it is well-defined when you're walking in it. Um, And I I think you're right, man. I I think in in the end of time, people who aren't in Christ are going to say, man, he could have been so much more. He could have done so all these other things that that they would value that the world would value um but the, those who are affected by that purpose are always going to see it as and you know they did exactly what they were placed here to do you know that that we who are in Christ can look at it and go yeah that was horrible um but Jesus came and did exactly what he was supposed to do um without the shortcuts without you know just engaging his own personal uh, pursuits. So I just, I, man, this is, this is one that's going to continue to, to roll through my mind, uh, as, as the day and the week goes on. And, and, uh, you know, so my, my final question to you, uh, or actually, I guess my first question to you, since you've been asking me the questions this time, um, is how, how do you recommend, this week that a guy can can start to look at those two paths and figure out which one he's chasing you know how how do how does someone begin that process of going uh, okay i don't want to just pursue potential i want to engage in my in my purpose uh, what do you think step one is step one for me is always prayer um always perspective like perspective will help you to see it through the lens of if you're valuing life as am I am I trying to reach my potential or am I trying to walk out my purpose and so prayer just gives perspective that's that's the number one thing is just saying god is is this is this something that I'm trying to um you know just fulfill because everybody says do I feel obliged to do this because this is what people have always said about me and always valued about me like obviously God values us fully in, in, in all of our context and all of our construct, but he also has a very, uh, he has a will for us. Just like Jesus said, he said, Hey, if it's, if it's possible, Jesus, or if it's possible, God take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And I think our prayers have to get to that point of, okay, I, I have this potential where I can save myself, where I can, they said, hey, take, if, you're the, if you're the Christ, take yourself off the cross. Save yourself. They mocked him. Hey, Jesus, you save everybody else. Save yourself. He had the potential to do that, to levitate himself, to pull the nails off of his hands and step down from the cross. And he just said, Jesus, this is, this is who I am. And he said, 
to God, man, if it's your will, take it from me, but it's not mine, but it's yours. You've got to do. And so in light of that, he knew who he was. So that's, I think, step number two. The first one is ask what his will is. And number two, who am I? Like that, that identity piece is central to, to us understanding potential versus purpose. That's good. That's good. So gentlemen, we're going to, we're going to end here for today. Um, and exactly where we're ending now, we're going to follow up, uh, with, with Riley in next week's video. Um, this idea of identity and purpose and, and where we land in there, um, uh, Riley has, uh, again, some great perspectives, some great thoughts on it. And, uh, so I want to invite you guys to, to be back with us next week, uh, as Riley continues to go down this road, uh, this, this is one of those things that if, if guys, if we can wrap our heads around this, it will change the filter in which we view our entire lives. Um, Riley, thank you again for being here. Thank you for taking thank the you. time. And uh, gentlemen, we'll see you next week here on Drive Time.